0: Effective revenue growth. It's the hottest topic right now in successful B2B companies. So what better way to help you learn more about revenue amplification than listening to insights from leading professionals? We've sourced a great lineup of experts who deliver fresh insights on the strategies, tools, process, analysis, and alignment that they all use. We hope you enjoy the series. Subscribe to get the latest videos straight to your inbox. Today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Andy Nabs, who shares his wisdom and expertise in trends across the IT landscape. What do they, as well as fashion, hold in common? And what can we look forward to, given all the change and disruption that we've seen this year as measured over a longer time frame? Um, so I'm sitting down with Andy Nabs uh, so Andy you've, you've seen a lot of trends I would suspect come and go in the in the 30 years you've been in the IT industry what's the biggest impact you've seen for your customers this year and one that maybe goes against commonly held beliefs?
1: Well actually I mean if you if you take what's happening commonly in the marketplace now obviously Microsoft are on a world domination or have been for the last five or six years what I've seen is the likes of Google and Amazon now really creeping up very quickly with their offerings from a cloud perspective, not just from a, a public or a private cloud offering, but the workloads you can now consume on those areas. We're seeing people like um, fashion. It's like a trend that spins around. So we're on a cycle, we're probably on about a 15 year cycle where everything went out, came back into the data centers, went out to the edge again, slowly now we're starting to see that move back in to the data centers, but not your own data centers, obviously the cloud. Uh, So the paradigms that have been touted for the last five years around VDI, have actually started to see take off, particularly as we see more and more companies see the home working trends as the new norm. And um, the use of providing kind of Windows virtual desktop environments, from a centralized manageable source means that you don't have to support IT in the old common way. And you can now do bring your own laptop or use your own devices um, a lot more commonly. So if you want to say, what's the biggest change I've seen in this year, obviously COVID has brought on this home working initiatives. We've seen more and more larger companies think, let's take advantage of this. They're looking at the cloud looking at how they can centralize how they can secure their data how they can provide a better service which means it will change possibly for the good over the next one or two years until we actually get rid of this thing
0: it's great stuff and you you bring an interesting lens to to looking at that having a a a better time frame than than many you know that are kind of just growing up in the cloud native
1: yeah, I mean, if you go down cloud native roots, it's like kids today. I mean, they're all used to touch screens. I you know my my nephew walks up to the screen when he sees animations, thinks it's like Angry Birds, and starts throwing his hands on there to try and get things. To do. We've seen new IT managers and directors come to the fore now that have only lived in the cloud world and the Linux world, because that's how they've come out of university. They've been trained to deliver things. On the cheapest platforms that are available and consume it like you would anything else in the marketplace and it's not just a case of having a big data center with flashing lights anymore that's old school that's costly so you know people are now seeing the cloud as the norm it's the older boys having to step up to get to that level but also because of the guidance they've been giving these young bloods we're seeing a lot more changes in the way that corporate it is facing the challenge a better word
0: it was 6 months ago you led a presentation to the birmingham i think it was the birmingham member chamber of commerce in the uk for uh, you know helping probably small businesses work remote
1: it was at the time i was i was given a very short brief on okay covid here what's the best way we can actually handle that so what are the things to look out for what are the products that are on the market? What trends are there? And who are the players? And what I was just trying to do was give people a balanced opinion of what was going on. Um, particularly if you know you're a five-man band or a 10-man band, you're not going to spend you know thousands on your IT infrastructure. Whereas you had the kind of the SMEs of 250 or above that would spend money on their infrastructure, would have a firewall, would have a VPN. You know, it's that kind of balance between the two. So, so I was just trying to impart what I saw the market playing in that area. Uh, who were the players, and the best way to actually think about bringing um, change to their own IT functions?
0: And, and what would what's changed, if anything, since you know now we're six months in? You know, some areas are going into fall or winter. Any any trends you're seeing?
1: I think. Um, people were grasping initially at straws uh, because it hit them, you know, like a brick through your window, really. They just didn't know how to cope with the change that was going to come. We've seen people put um, very much like step changes in, um, think and rethink their own strategy. We've seen larger companies put the brakes on uh, IT uh, projects because the area they're in, their vertical, the market they're in, a seeding and I'll give you one prime example we're dealing with a very large uh, estate agency or realtor as you call them in the states uh, and because there weren't many houses being sold and people being furloughed they couldn't see the point in spending 2.3 million on an IT upgrade project when they thought if I do that it could take my business down now scale that down the pile to your SMEs in the lower end They're just trying to stay afloat. So what we've seen is people wanting to just to take anything that's off the shelf, anything that's ready to maintain business and maintain revenue flow. It's all about cash flow in this time and industry. Uh, To maintain some form of jobs. I mean, we're seeing lots of SMEs or below crashing massively. Stores closing down. I mean, I, I, I dread to think what the high street's gonna be like in six months time. I don't think people ever go to a shop ever again. They're so used to buying online now that's going to end up large corporate stores, e-stores. So you'd be selling services, commoditized services on an e-store. When IT resellers in the UK, I'd have to think about that. Um,
0: um, So maybe going back to the first question where you talked a little bit about the vendors, I noticed you manage some of the vendors Mm. for the, for the company you're with now, Andy, do, Do any stand out in their messaging or approach in terms of how they're helping customers adapt this year?
1: I think everyone is trying to push their own solutions and or adapted their own solutions to cope with what's going on. Obviously, Microsoft have got the biggest budget. Uh, They are, as I said, in world domination. They are now seeing um, a lot more uptake on their E5 type licensing why? Because of the security play. Why spend money on third-party products that do X, Y, or Z if you can buy it all in one license and it does every, exactly the same thing? So their messaging is very strong. We're seeing Amazon and uh, coming up with their workspaces uh, elements where we're seeing them start to take some of the uh, glory away from Microsoft. They have a very strong offering, a very cheap offering as well. Uh, and then you see Google have always chipped around, but primarily in the education space. So those are the three big major players, I would say, in workspace productivity or the modern desktop that have got some major plays. And I think everybody else then is trying to figure out how they blend into those stories. So the likes of Veeam, for instance, have got a very strong play now working in Microsoft around granular backup of 0 like, 365 and Microsoft 365. You see the likes of F5 move away from being a networking company, more to a security player around cloud and the edge and how to accelerate it. And then you see the move from players like Riverbed, who have been out there doing acceleration on the back of kind of circuits for years. Even when I was working for British Telecom, I've always put on either end to try and accelerate traffic. More to how do I accelerate and offer quality of service for home and remote users. And we're seeing them adapt their models and their play to say, well, you're going to go down this route. Why not do it with us? Why not do it this way? And I think when you look at it from the outside inwards, everybody now has this user-first or user-centric model where it all comes down to the user experience and trying to maintain that user experience irrespective of where they are and what they're using. All
0: sense, Nice. So last question, uh, and maybe it's a two-part question for you, Andy. Um, kind of, Given the ongoing interactions that you have, I guess, with customers and, and a lot of the vendor relationships that you manage, what gives you hope and what worries you? As we...
1: I think uh, it's a great question, that is. I think I'll start with the what worries me first. It's um, the lack of foresight inside the industry to take advantage of the deals the offers the solutions people are very short-term thinking at the moment they're not looking long-term which is understandable in this time and industry but um, if they looked at the wider strategy they're pulling together and actually started to pick the bones off uh, pick the meat off the bones they'll end up with the right strategy moving forward what i'm seeing though is people going down dark alleys or One way streets with no way of turning around and coming back, probably spending money in the wrong places. What is good is the fact that for once, uh, particularly across the UK market, we've probably got about 80% of the workforce working from home. I used to work for a company that were very forward thinking and shut down two thirds of their offices in the early days. That was British Telecom. And they had over 130,000 people with work-from-home contracts. And they provided them with all the materials, the necessary connections, and the work ethics and the support that was driving them. It's now nice to see in some of the larger finance houses saying, you know, you don't need to be in an office to do your job properly. Work is not, no longer a place you go, it's something you do. And I think... The A, is it the Gen X or the Gen Zs? You know, when they said, you know, we want to be online 24 by seven. I think we're actually just about to hit that paradigm where people work when they feel comfortable with the tools they've got. It doesn't matter. It's not nine to five anymore. It can be nine till half past five in the morning. As long as you get your job done, you're seeing people work to suit their lifestyles. And you get a lot more kind of work-life balances, which is good. Um, I think we were working in a very... Powder keg and a pressure zone up until probably January time when this thing really started to hit in, where people, particularly in the UK market, were working 12, 15 hour days, six days a week. Forget the fact you're only contracted to work 37 and a half, you're probably doing double that in a week. And you felt like the NHS, you know, you're just working your heart out to try and maintain um, a business outcome. Well, actually, if you'd have smarter, harder that way um, and worked when you felt like you could actually add value then actually it's going to, you know, it's proved that it's actually working. I think the Swedish tried it. I think the UK now really have taken some great hope in how we look forward at these things. And I'm seeing the vendors that we're working with probably adapt their messaging to suit that whole thing. Um, And hopefully will come out the back end of this a lot better off and IT will have made that paradigm shift, move to the next level uh, where we've been promoting it for God knows how many years with the technology that's out there. They'll take advantage of things like Windows Virtual Desktop from the cloud. Uh, There'll still be the Citrix play out there, the VMware plays, but you'll see a lot more move to cloud-based solutions. As um, businesses put everything, into a centralized data source, even the secure ones like Sentinel, inside Azure using their scene models. And we'll see a lot more play now on, uh, I, think, I think Microsoft have it with their power apps, enabling people to develop their own IT, their own functions, their own way of working, their own tools. And I think their purchase of GitHub about a year ago was inspired. Because it just then opened up this open platform to a business that had always been closed. To the point they said, well, no, this is our operating system. This is our Windows 10. This is our Windows 8. You're not having it to the point that they're saying, well, here's all the data you need. Here's the tools you need. You go off and interrogate it. So we're seeing a lot more self-styled business analysts out there, I think. Interesting. And They're getting the information out of what they need to do. There you go. <laughs> So we'll see a lot more consolidation in the market in the next 12 months. Uh, We'll see the likes of Microsoft, Amazon, and uh, Google